Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, we got a Pirates victory today. How you doing? Man, when you saw the lineup come out tonight, I don't think you would have expected an eight-run barrage. Correct. I have some things I want to say Here about that, but yeah. correct. No, you're absolutely correct. It was eight to four. Some uh, some really bad pitching all around Brewers and Pirates side. We'll talk about Quinn Priester a little bit. Um, he mitigated a bit of the damage, right? So the Pirates ended up getting the victory today. But uh, yeah, let's start with that lineup. Let is, let's start with that lineup. Year four, the Charrington rebuild. Second half of it. And um, probably four guys that belong in the minor leagues that were starting. Yeah, I mean, fours being um, nice, I think. I think five is probably probably a more accurate number. But, uh, <laughs> hey, sure. you know what? Doesn't matter. Game one. They, they, they won. Like, they, this lineup scored eight runs. So, at the end of the day, it worked. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to see more Andrew McCutcheon. Um, I'm not quite sure why like Leover Piguero is sitting like three, four times a week, you know? So I, I don't know what's going on there. Especially like, know, with Nick Gonzalez back now. Like, I don't know why Vinny Capra is getting starts. Like he shouldn't even be on this roster, but you know what? I'm not going to complain after an eight to four loss. We can complain about that stuff later. I got to read this comment. It says, I once took a writing class on how to write dialogue. One of the things the teacher drilled into us is never write correct. People in real life don't respond correct. Donardo proves him wrong. I do love saying correct. <laughs> but uh, correct. correct, Jim. <laughs> no, I want to say something. And this is, uh, this is part of what I want to say. You know what? I hate these lineups. And do you know why I hate these lineups? A couple meanings. One of them, they're terrible. You do not go into a game, create that lineup, and say, this is the best possibility. These will give us the best odds. This is how I want to go my foot first step forward to try to win this game. The issue is, this is baseball. This is the beauty of baseball, and lineups like these can win, right? Chances are, if you're in an NBA game and you play your six, seven, and nine guy in their starting lineup, you're probably going to lose. You go to a football game and you have your third string quarterback play and your star receivers on the bench and your left tackle is replaced by the right guard, you're probably going to lose. But baseball, you can still win. And nights like this that they win, you get to get scolded on on how, ha, 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 you were wrong that this lineup was bad. No, the lineup is still bad. 
Making a wrong decision and the outcome still coming in your favor doesn't mean the decision that you made was correct. There you go once again. Another correct. No, you're right. Um, and at the end of the day, it was a bad lineup. And this lineup isn't consistently going to win you baseball games. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the team's problem is they're putting out lineups that are not competitive. The thing with baseball is, yeah, like you can be the worst team ever and you're still going to win a third of your games. Right. Be the worst team ever. So, I mean, tonight just kind of proves that. Like the Pirates were clearly not the better team tonight uh, on paper, but on the field, they won eight to four, had 12 hits. They They did commit three errors somehow, (laughs) but, um, and, and made we some base running blunders too. Like it, it was, it was, it was an ugly game, but the bats, uh, the bats picked them up. Right. So, um, let me preface the rest of the show this way. I'm a bit irritated today on many levels for many reasons. A lot of it having to do with the pirates. A lot of it having to do with responses and people uh, in reply of the pirate situation. But. That's all put the rest. I said what I want to say today about the lineup. Let's move forward. Like you said, it is a victory. Let's celebrate in this. It was eight to four. Let's let's have the people that dunked on us. Let's celebrate them. Uh, Alfonso Rivas is an MLB player once again. Um, the throw-in piece to just basically give the Pirates innings at first base. Had three hits. <laughs> oh, run, Jim. Yeah. Uh, three, five today. There you go, Alfonso Rivas. Thank you for dunking all over me. Uh, but again, big part of his victory today. Brian Reynolds came I mean, through today look, also with three hits. Well, do we want to spend some time on Rivas? Rivas? Yeah, I, I just wanted to go through this, the, the two guys. Again, okay. the show's title with Reynolds. But yeah, Rivas and Brian Reynolds coming through today. Both are three hits today. Big part of this victory. But let's get back to Rivas, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm with you. At the end of the day, this is a guy who just is a body to play first base for the rest of the season. I don't think anybody should expect performances like this out of Alfonso Rivas. Um, but today he had everything working. Like I said, three for five, um, double shy of the cycle. Uh, the the home run, he it was, it was a wall scraper there, but it was a big home run. Uh, I mean, that was a, a two-out, three-run homer in the first inning. And without that hit, who knows what this game ends up looking like? Because, you know, instead of the Pirates being up three to two after one, they're down two nothing. Uh, right. and, and the game could go a completely different direction. So, I mean, you got to, again, like you, you can, you can say the guy had a great game without saying, you know, he's him or, you know, he's, he's the best first baseman the Pirates have ever had. Like the guy is not a good baseball player. He had a really good game today. Which is fair. And okay. He had a good game. We talked about it. We'll celebrate it. Like you said, a big part of, of the victory today. Um, so yeah, Alfonso Rivas. I mean, again, like go down the line. Also, Josh Palacios. You know what? The Pirates, they don't care about leadoff hitters. Uh, as I posted on, on Twitter today, the leadoff hitter for the Pirates on this season has a two, I think it was a 298 on base. Could be a 297, something like that. Um, clearly, you know, like I, I don't understand the whole leadoff situation. You talked about why Andrew McCutcheon's sitting. My biggest question is when Andrew McCutcheon's in the game, why is he also not leading off? Especially for this club right now. But regardless, we'll get past that. Josh Palacios goes in there, and I say, Oh boy, here we go. Right. Once again, 
we're just blowing away the leadoff role. That's not important by any means. Let's put Josh Palacios in like his 290 on base. Home run. <laughs> What's wild to me is and and let's let's uh, also add in it was against Bryce Wilson, you know. Um, yeah. But what's crazy is we're talking about a Milwaukee Brewers team that did they lose? They're still in first place. First place Milwaukee Brewers team, and Bryce Wilson is on their active roster. How crazy is that? <laughs> I mean, it's not too crazy when like the Brewers also aren't that good. Like they they play in the NL Central. But I get your point, and you're absolutely correct. He actually has not been terrible in the bullpen role. He hasn't. Although this was the uh, this was the sixth straight game that Bryce Wilson pitched in that the Brewers lost. So he clearly doesn't have like a real role in that bullpen. So he's no Quinn Priester, is what you're trying to tell. He's us. no Quinn Priester. Quinn Priester has this uncanny ability to just when he pitches. He just tells the offense that they need to score more runs, and they do. He has like the Austin Hedges intangibles to him. It's the will to win. Right. You don't look at performance. Performance doesn't matter. It's just he has good vibes. What matters at the end of the day are wins and losses. And the Pirates have won three straight Quinn Priester starts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn Priester has four starts. Three of a win. He has a 75% winning percentage. Yeah. He didn't get the win today, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the team team win is what matters. And three straight wins by the Pirates on Quinn Priester starts. That's right. Do we want to get into actual Quinn Priester start? Or do we want uh, to sure. about this offense? Yeah. No, we can talk about Quinn. Okay. It wasn't a good start. <laughs> Much like all of his. It was actually like a bit opposite, though. And, and again, like we talked about, I know last time uh, I did the post game on Quinn Priester Day, it was a lot of he is Cy Young the first time through the lineup. I mean, he is really, really good. And then he just drops off a cliff and he gave up a lot of hits the first time to the lineup today. So it wasn't like your typical out of three stars Quinn Priester had Quinn Priester start, right? Uh, as you mentioned, they give the two runs to the Brewers early. So like the first time through the lineup, they, they were hitting him. They were getting to him. Then he kind of relaxed and calmed down. And then we saw, right, went off at the fifth inning. It kind of fell apart again and came out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, he only lasted four innings. That's not good. He labored through them. It was how many pitches? Yeah, 88, 88 pitches in those four innings. Uh, but in those four innings, he also had five hits, three walks, three earned, three Ks, and a home run. So his ERA does lower. 869 on the year and with an 869 era the pirates have three victories in those four starts yeah it was um i said the pirates won but this was a pretty concerning start to me for quinn priester like the stuff was bad his four seam fastball averaged 91.6 today um that was down 1.3 miles per hour from his season average Sinker averaged 92.6. Like he threw at he threw changeups today that were yes. harder than four seam fastballs. Yeah. That's how, like, I don't his fastball. I don't even understand how you throw a changeup harder than a four seam fastball. It's like it's extremely hard to do <laughs> um if you're if you're throwing your changeup correctly. 
And so I, I don't get what this just lack of velocity is for Quinn Priester because, um, well, it doesn't end with him, but yeah. But like when, when he was drafted, he was throwing 96 and, and now here you are, you would think that you would have gotten stronger, you know, in, in your four years in the minors. And he's, to- I mean, he topped out today at 94. That was the top. So it's concerning. The breaking stuff is still is still pretty good. Breaking stuff is good, but until he can figure out to something with that hard stuff, mm-hmm. you're it, you're gonna see him labor through his starts. This is why. So I want to talk about this. So Doug says it was Priester's best start, and I saw a couple comments in that regards too. And uh, like I guess what I want to say was the fact that he pitched the, so. It was what the third inning, I think it was, where bases were loaded, no outs, and like he pulled through, nobody scored, right? Got three straight outs, like you, like like he, you know, the will there, right? Like there was some stuff that was, I don't want to say impressive, but better than his other starts. But I, I can't look at this and, and like, yeah, this this was, I felt good about the start. This was his best start. I mean, granted, all the starts have been bad, so it doesn't take much. But even with that said, like I don't come out of this like thinking like you know this is this is his best start, something to you know hang my hat on per se. Like you're saying, like I'm, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but that again, like he's not the only Pirates pitcher you're seeing this from. Like where is this velocity? I mean, it's it's you you cannot be an effective MLB starter doing what he's doing. But the fact is, he's he wasn't doing this a month ago in the minors. Yeah, I mean, well, it's concerning because, like, it's a trend. Like you said, like, you're seeing other starting pitchers. That you're Like, Luis Ortiz's fastball is down four miles an hour from last year. Uh, Rowanzi Contreras is throwing 91 miles an hour. Quinn Priester is throwing 91 miles an hour. Like, this is a, this is a concerning trend with your, yes. with your pitchers now, your young arms, where they are, they are losing velocity as they get closer to the, to the majors. So... Yeah, I I don't know if the, the, definitely something that they need to address from an entire organization this offseason because it's this is now just too many people where you're seeing a complete fall when it comes to their stuff. And it's and it's coming at the worst time. It's coming like as they're knocking on the doors to being a major league pitcher, their stuff takes a giant step back. Yeah, or as soon as they hit the majors. Yeah, I, I I I don't get it, and that's my biggest problem. But when I say that, people come at me. I, I this is a huge problem. I, I'm sorry, but like, in tonight's start, like like Quinn Priester just carries this point. Like I understand, like we talked, his ceiling is limited, but you can't be an eight ERA st- like pitcher. He's got to be better than that. I don't care if he's he's not going to be an ace. He has to at least be a four or five. You can't be doing what he's doing right now and be a four or five pitcher. And with that being said, you can't have Quinn Priester come out up here and then just be terrible like he is. And again, it's not just Quinn Priester. It's Luis Ortiz. It's Ronzi Contreras. We're back in the minors. By the way, Ronzi Contreras makes a rehab. or Not a rehab, but he's, he made his first low A start today on his mend back to the majors, I guess. And, and he's throwing 92 again, too. 91. And now, granted, I don't know if it's like a ramp up period for like I don't want to 
put too much emphasis on that right now. <clears throat> he did throw a two-seamer at 88.5 miles an hour. But anyways, I don't want to put too much emphasis on that right now. Let's see a little bit more. But, but this is like what we're talking about. What is going on with the pitching development? What is going on with the young guys? Why they hit the majors? And then there's no velocity because you can't like if you're if your off speed stuff is good like it doesn't play off this fastball that's 91 miles an hour you just can't do it you can't be an effective pitcher you're not putting these guys in the best situation so what is going on i'm concerned yeah i think it's it's something that all pirates fans should be concerned about uh the the pitching as far as like the future pitching of this organization goes it's uh, it's it's bleak. I don't know if there's anyone you can really rely on. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how you could look at the minors and rely on on any of of these of these arms just based off of what you've seen in the last few years. Every arm that was that came through your system that was in, that it was interesting has has failed. You know, once they've gotten to the majors. Uh, so I, I think you know if you're looking at the future, you know, Mitch Keller. You know, you're 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 probably still feeling good about him going forward being a you know a, a major league pitcher you can rely on, um, and and I think Paul Skeens is someone you can you can count on, but no one else. Like I really like Jared Jones, I really like Anthony Solomedo, I really like Bubba sure. Chandler, like I really like these guys, but by no means should you expect any of them to perform well in the majors based off of what their counterparts have done uh, once they've reached. Right. Again, like that's my biggest worry. So great. I, I like Jared Jones too. So what happens when he comes in next year and he's pitching 93? Like you've taken away what makes Jared Jones good. Well, that, so yeah, great. I, yeah. I believe in him as well. But if this regime is still intact the way it is and they're doing what they're doing, like they're just not going to make him effective. Apparently. Don't know why, but apparently they're just not going to. So again, that's where my concerns are. I'm sorry, I'm gone into the rabbit hole again. I said I was going to stop at the early part. There's a victory. Let's get back onto that. Let's get back to this post game. I apologize, everyone. So yes, Quinn Preacher though does go four innings. Wasn't pretty. We discussed that, but he did enough to keep it, in, you know, in in the Pirates in the game. That's what I want to talk about, right? Like it was bad pitching. Colin Rea and Quinn Preacher both weren't pitching effective, but Quinn Preacher did just enough to not allow the Brewers to score the runs where, I mean, the Pirates capitalize and score the runs. So Quinn Preacher comes out just four innings, but has a nice uh, lead. And then Yerry De Los Santos comes in. I mean, basically for the most part, the, you know, the bullpen comes in. They all do a, a good enough job to hold it down. Uh, it was only Majinski who gave up another run. But let's talk a little bit. I mean, so, De, you know, De Los Santos, he looked okay. Um, Jim, you're on here. Again with me, King Baraki. I, 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 I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know it's for the memes. I know it's for the fun. But Ryan Baraki comes in, one hit, two strikeouts, nothing earned again. His ERA down to two seventy nine. I... <laughs> it's wild. Um, I mean, he, he throws strikes. Like he throws strikes. Yeah. He's the the fastball. I feel like has actually gotten better from when we first saw him. I mean, he, he throws fastballs 95 miles per hour pretty consistently. Um, so in the slider, sweeper, however you want to call it, it's a really good pitch. And, and when you've got those two pitches, he, you know, he, he 
and then he throws a changeup too to righty. So he, you know, he's he's got a decent pitch mix, and he's around the zone. And and anytime you take those two things and put them together, you, you're gonna you're gonna find success if you can uh, if you can command those pitches. But th- I think the biggest thing with Barucky is the walks. Like he doesn't walk people. Sure. Um, you know, it took him a while to kind of get his strikeout rate up you know because i don't think he struck out a batter for his first like four outings but um yeah the guys around the zone and the stuff is decent and he's he's a lefty just a different look so you talk about he throws strikes right and like that's part of it he, he doesn't walk a lot we saw and again like today with Quinn Priest, like you see how walks can really hurt you actually majinski even right you, see, you yep. see how walks can hurt you the only yeah the only people who got in trouble today we're walking people. Yep. So Barucky doesn't walk people, so he limits damage. But Jim, eight swings, six whiffs today, also by Barucky, right? Three, three swinging, uh, three swinging misses on the changeup, one on the slider, two on the sinker. Seventy-five percent whiff rate in that inning. Like it's not just he's throwing strikes anymore, not walking people. And relying on the defense and limiting, like he's getting guys to swing and miss on him. I'm I'm just confused. I, I, okay, maybe Ryan Barucki is <laughs> is the reclamation project and the guy that they can. He's like the new Mitchka. I'm not gonna go that far, but anyways, like he he was awful. He was god awful in the minors, Jim. I mean, just absolutely god awful. There was nothing to be happy about with Ryan Brucky coming up and he came up and he showed you that first start exactly why you didn't want him there not start outing and then after that he's been King Barucky and I can't argue against it anymore so I'll say this uh you mentioned the miners right the Pirates acquired him you know into this season right he started the season in the Cubs organization Yes. And in nine AAA innings, he gave up 12 runs, right? Yes. He was terrible. 16 hits. He was terrible. Um, yeah, but. I'm like Tyler now these days. But in Pittsburgh for AAA Indianapolis, eight and a third scoreless. He did, net, did not give up a run. Um, and then here in, here in Pittsburgh, like. I think the Pirates, honestly, this is just a case where the Pirates identified a guy who maybe did something really well and the Cubs didn't see it and, and maybe didn't identify it. I think the Pirates in this case, this is this is a scouting, this is a scouting success, in my opinion. Like I think the Pirates identified something in Barucky, and then once they got him in the system, unleashed it. Uh, that that's the only thing I can see from these from these numbers. Because it was literally as soon as he got in the system. Well, what's odd, I, mean, I shouldn't say it's odd, it's actually very on point. I mean, he was with Toronto. The, the connection made sense. This is going to, I mean, Charrington knows this guy. He's familiar with him. He's going to bring him on over. But it's not as if he had, like, this major success in Toronto, and then he went to Chicago and just flamed out. You know, like, he really hasn't really been a good pitcher. Like, he's been fine. To bad, and then he was like you say he was good in 2018. Yeah, but 2018 was what? Oh, eh, was, 
24 year old rookie. He was a starter at that point too. And like he had yeah. a pretty good what rookie year. So like it was a good rookie. Okay. So I mean th- that actually brings up a point. I I kind of forgot about the Toronto connection. So maybe there was something there that Charrington knew that he liked about Baraki. Not a whole lot of other people knew what it was. And and when he got him back, you're you're now seeing the success. I I don't know, but I guess well, well that's what I'm, that's what I kind of was looking mm-hmm. to. And I okay I'll take away. I kind of forgot about the rookie season as the starter and such, but like him as a reliever, even in Toronto, it, it, it wasn't that good. So it's like, if they, if he saw something, you, you think you would have expected to have seen it then too. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't like he was good. Went to the Cubs was bad. And the Cubs like, Oh, it's just gone. And then Ben brought him back and said, Hey, keep doing this stuff again that we had to do in Toronto. Like, yeah, they, they, they brought him back and now he's, he actually is good. So uh, again, like I'm, I'm with you, I can definitely give Pirates credit to this if, if this is legit, because it has been legit, and I want it. Let me word it. I, I want it to be legit, but I'm fearful that it's not legit, right? I, I've, I've been assuming he's bad all this time, yeah. And but I'm at the point now where it's just like it's it's been too much right now, and you're seeing progression. Keyword progression. We don't use that often on this show that maybe this actually is legit and I have to like really, really start buying it. It's not just to be funny because everyone discord calls him King Baraki. Right. So like, again, you talked about throwing strikes. Yes, he does that, but he's getting guys to swing and miss as well. Like he actually is more than a competent pitcher right now. He's pitching. Well, he is actually the guy you want to see go in to get you to make out. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. I remember, I remember there being, I remember there being an episode, a post game show, less than a month ago, where Tyler lost his mind because Barucky was like the first guy that they called yes. in the bullpen, yes. and like he lost his mind, and now here we are, and we're like, I want to see him in the game <laughs> in tough situations. That's where we are, where, where we are with Barucky. Right. You're absolutely correct. And it's not in jest. You look at this bullpen and there's some parts, but I, I believe in Ryan Barucki right now. I believe in him when he's in there. <laughs> they keep saying, <laughs> I don't know this anyways, but I, I, I do like, I believe in, in Ryan Barucki right now until he proves to me that I shouldn't. I, I'm on that boat right now where I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm not gonna say I'm all in, but I'm certainly in at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So after him, let's talk about Majinski, though. We we've talked. I know you're a big Majinski believer as well. He he looked stuff looked good. He um gave up a couple walks. Actually, three. Sorry, he gave up three walks. I forgot about the last one. But he got out of the inning. It was just one run. He held him there. Um, it was shaky, but like again, like I what I take away from that outing was like you look at the stuff. Stuff was still there, but he wasn't hitting the spots like at all. Yeah, I mean that, and that's what you kind of get, right? If you're if you're not hitting your spots, you're gonna get yourself in trouble. And you get yourself in trouble, you're gonna give up a run like like Majinski did here. But he is kind of blessed with that decent stuff. So when he does get in trouble, he's able to get himself out of it. So he did make you know some big pitches there to limit the damage to just one run. The game was you know, kind of in the bag at that point, but mm-hmm. you didn't want the Brewers really to get 
any closer than they were. So some big pitches from Majinski, and yeah, he kept this thing at uh, arm's length. You make a good point, like the, with the stuff, right? Like the, the stuff gets him out, and it showed his ineffectiveness got to three walks, right? But because the stuff is so wicked, that strike three on on Brian Anderson, like he had no business swinging at that. That was way outside. That probably, you know what I mean? Like, but he gets it out because he still didn't hit his spot. The stuff is still so good that he, he made him swing on it. Um, so yeah, good point in that sense. And, and again, like that's why there's certainly some intrigue with Majinski there. Uh, but yeah, so that happens. Colin Hordman comes in scoreless two strikeouts. And of course, David Benar comes in and just says, I am a God secures the victory <laughs> scoreless. Yeah. Holderman's been really good since coming off the IL and Bednar's Bednar. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I hate it. It's, it's, it's not boring, but it's just like, we're back to that phase. Like you just, you just glance over David Bednar. Like, yeah, he just came in and just threw a perfect ninth inning. Yeah. It's Bednar. I want to talk about Majinski and, and Barucky. And here's Bednar who throws the best. I was like, yeah, he, yeah. He threw a perfect inning. Next. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting boring at this point. Like unless so it's like a one run game. That's why that is why he was shaky the past week. Got to keep us back on our toes and excited. Yep. Yeah. All right. He's, yeah, he just wanted to, you know, mess things up a little bit. Sure. Um. All right. And then outside of that, let's get. I guess get back to the offense. Or is there anything else we want to talk about? No, I mean. It, I think we have to talk about Henry Davis kind of wakes up. Um, he, he quite frankly, hasn't been hitting the ball very well the past uh, the past week or two, uh, but he has a good game today. He's been he's been like keep he's been keeping the o, OBP up because he's still having good at bats. He's still walking a really good amount, uh, but nice to see him today uh, hit a two run home run. Uh, and then he also uh, adds a adds a single. So multi hit game for Henry Davis. Hopefully that kind of gets him back on track there uh and then brian reynolds who also hasn't looked good since early april uh good good game today three for five double homer again he's someone that we we've talked about a lot like he needs to be better yeah like he he needs to finish off this season like the brian reynolds of last year or two years ago so I was gonna say, yeah, you said like he hasn't looked up lately. He has though, so he's still he's on an eight game hitting streak currently, uh, and then in that eight games, four multi hit games. So he has been turned like, again. I'm just saying like it has started to click lately. So this would be nice to see if like if Reynolds is back and he if he finishes out the season. I'm not saying he has to have like you know a 50 game history going forward still in this rate, but like if he finishes out the season strong with this, I feel a lot more comfortable about next year in the future. Not that I don't, but again, like you, he can't do this, and I'm not saying it's because of the contract. I know there's a lot of implications of your fans out there, like oh he signed his pen to the paper and now he's done, he got his money. Like I don't believe in that. I don't believe that's Brian Reynolds. I know he doesn't have emotion and he'll never show it, but that's I don't think is Brian Reynolds, right? I think it would eat at him if that's how his career rent went. What I do hope is he's not an average hitter at a corner outfield spot going forward. 
So if this is the spark to finish out his season and to say, hey, you know what? Remember me? I am Brian Reynolds. Makes me feel a lot better about Brian Reynolds going forward in the future. Yeah, I mean, he had his 13th home run today. Yeah, if he can get hot, and he's certainly capable of it, hit 12 bombs these last two months, that would like get to that 25 homer clip, that probably race is slugging you know, to 500. That would put me in a much better mood if we're talking about like uh, 830 OPS Brian Reynolds, you know, as opposed to the 7, 775 that he is right now. Sure. And I think like on top of that, too, one thing we discussed was like how important wins are the rest of the year. You know, for many reasons, one of them is just what you can carry over to 2024. So if the Pirates are going to collect some wins at the end of this year, it's probably going to be on the, with the help of Brian Reynolds, especially have lineups like Palacios in it and Alika mm-hmm. Williams in it and Rivas in it. <laughs> You're going to need Brian Reynolds. Yeah, the lineup today honestly like scared me in, in that it screamed, hey, we're tanking again. Like that was a tanking kind of lineup. That was a 2022 type lineup, you know. Yeah. Um, as I said, they came through today, so that was that was nice to see. But hopefully, we see just much better looking lineups going forward. For sure. So yeah, again, Brian Reynolds, very very good game. Uh, Davis, as you mentioned, right. And then uh, outside of that, well, you know what, Alika Williams, he also had two hits today. I mean, just to give him. Yeah. Is due. He had two hits today, a double as well. You know, the bat has come back alive a little bit. I mean, he was talking about bad starts. I'm not, you know, he hasn't had a whole lot of plate appearances. What's like I said, 23 on the year right now. But, you know, he came in, he had, he was hit list for like a few games. So he's starting to collect a little bit of hits now. He's, what, a 106 way to run creative plus on the year in those 23 plate appearances. So yeah. with that said, like he had a couple of hits today. Nothing, he didn't score, no RBIs, didn't really mean much, but he collected them. Uh, Andy does four, over three, but had a walk. It's a little four-game hitting streak for Williams. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Triolo played third as Hayes had a day off. He did get another hit today as well. But, yeah, really, the only ones that didn't go get a hit was Andy, Capra, and Sawinski. But they all walked. Yeah, that's actually kind of funny. Looking at the box score, the only walks are from the people who didn't oh, get a hit. That yeah, no I one who got a hit on that also walked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but everyone got on base. Yes, this lineup, everybody got every on every single base. one of them. Crazy. All right. So outside of that, that's all I got. Else? No, let's wrap this up. Then. Let's wrap it up. All right. So with that said, let's get out of here. Before we do, just want to mention, as you might know, right, we did open up our NS9 merch store. Link is in the description here. Of course, on the website, everywhere else, our linked tree. But uh, yeah, currently, if you do want to go ahead and purchase something there, everything is 20% off. So with the opening, go check it out. It's through the weekend, 20% off everything. We got some sales, some people getting some shirts. Appreciate you guys if you have. If you haven't, go ahead and do so. And I appreciate you too. Correct. We out of here, Jim. <laughs> What'd you say? Correct. Correct. All right. Let's see Jim's stupid face.
Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.